host, Christina Royster, and this is Young, Black, and Opinionated. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you are listening, all right? Um, Today, I have a nice little pop culture roundup for you, as usual, but I definitely have two strong opinions today about two, I guess you could say, important men. It depends who you're asking. Jeff Bezos and Kanye West. So that's a lot in one episode. Let's get right to it. first segment that we have to get into is put y'all on put y'all on is the segment of the show where I put my listeners on to my favorite thing of the week it could be movie music food whatever this week I want to put y'all on to some black girl magic just something to lift your spirits because the rest of this episode is a little serious not too serious y'all know how I do I can always make it fun but I definitely want to talk about some serious topics so first I want to start with a bright spot The first black girl duo has won Harvard's international debate competition with an undefeated record of 10 and 0. I'm so happy when I saw that. Jayla Jackson, she's 16. She's a rising junior at Holy Innocence Episcopal School. And Imani Stanton, she's 17, a rising senior at North Atlanta High School. So both these girls are from Atlanta. They are the first black girl duo to win. That is awesome. I'm so happy for these young ladies. And uh, black people are just so smart and so talented because this is the topic of that they were debating in the debate competition. Where is it? The topic of debate was resolved. The North Atlantic Treaty Organization to substantially increase its defense commitments in the Baltic states. I don't even know what that means, but these high schoolers did and they knocked it out of the park. So I am so, so happy for these girls. Um, I just don't know what else to say. Like undefeated record. First to ever do it. History has been made. And they both got their little box braids. Okay, sis. Yes. I'm so happy to see this. So that's my put y'all on. That's a little black girl magic for y'all. I want to talk about climate change, y'all. I don't really talk about it a whole lot on this podcast. Like, I've mentioned it here and there. Because working for Fast Company and reading all of these, you know, impact articles and sustainability articles has definitely educated me a lot more. And I I feel like there's two sides of it. There's half the population that's like, oh my God, this is serious and we need to change. And then there's the other half of the population that's just like, well, we're going to die anyway, so why bother? But like, for me as a Christian, I'm upset because God only gave us one planet and we fucked it up. Like, we had one job, and we fucked it up. And don't even get me started on that, because this week, I'm sorry if this is too much information, but I did have my menstrual cycle this past week, and I was just thinking to myself, why the fuck did Eve eat that apple? Why did her greedy ass, her little curious ass, have to eat that apple and give women these painful periods and all this other crap? And, yeah, so anyways, the earth is fucked, basically. But with climate change, I've just started to care a little bit more. And, you know, I'm no saint. It's not like I'm driving an electric vehicle out here and I'm reusing uh, my clothes and not washing my clothes, etc. I'm not that deep into it, but I have taken a notice. And the reason being is because this week, I um every morning I wake up, I ask Siri, what's the weather? And Siri said, hazardous conditions. I was like, what's going on? She, she says something like bad, bad air. It's currently clear and 73 You see degrees. how she talking? Expect thunderstorms. Okay. Cloudy. Okay. What happened was when I asked Siri that question, she said unhealthy conditions. I'm like, what's unhealthy conditions? And the day before, 
me and my boyfriend were driving and we saw like it was hazy it was smoky outside it smelled like smoke so we were like oh maybe there's a fire nearby no it's not nearby the smoke from the wildfires on the west coast of america have traveled all the way to the east coast to new jersey and now this smoke is affecting my health it's affecting my loved one's health and now it, it hits a little different when it hits home right and so what's going on is extreme heat and dry conditions are fueling these wildfires in the western u.s and y'all know it's just only gonna get worse it's really only gonna get worse and then the fact that high level winds carry the smoke thousands of miles away that just really threw me for a loop like that was just crazy i can't believe it says in oregon this article i'm reading it says in oregon seven active large fires have burned nearly 467,000 acres and some people are saying officials are saying it's the current fire season is unlike any they've seen before. It's really just getting worse and worse. And so I don't know what I want to say on this podcast. I don't have an answer to climate change because basically all of the studies that I've seen are like, yeah, even if we plant a trillion trees by 2050, it's still not going to be enough. So I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer. I just want y'all to be more aware, I guess, because... I didn't even realize that smoke could travel thousands of miles. And now I realize it's hitting closer to home and we need to be more serious and we need to be more cautious about this. And that leads me to my next topic of Jeff Bezos. If a, if, if a contradiction could walk, he is a walking contradiction because we all know Jeff Bezos went to space this week in a rocket ship developed by his private space flight company, Blue Origin. I guess he just has money lying around to play with. And, you know, that actually brings me to a poll I ran. I technically ran it for my job, but whatever. I'm going to share the information with y'all here today. So I ran a poll for Fast Company, and I said, how do y'all feel about, you know, billionaires exploring space? Because he's not the only one to do it. And 56.8% of respondents this poll got 896 votes 56.8 percent of people said billionaires exploring space is basically a demonstration of wealth inequality and i completely agree like the fact that i can barely pay my bills and you have just fun money just funny money to blow exploring space you already have a lucrative tech career why don't you just sit down like now you're just bored and now you want to go explore space so 56 percent of people agree with me and they think it's just unequal wealth around here. And <laughs> not just around here, globally. And um, actually, 21% of people said it's the future of tourism. Are y'all really trying to go tour space? I'm not. I'm really not interested. I think I said that on the podcast before. Like, I'm good. I am good where I'm at because... I just always think back to that spacecraft exploding on live TV, and I just don't want that to happen to me personally. But, you know, space is cool and all, but I just don't really think I need to go up there. I could just look through a telescope, so <laughs> that's just me. I don't know. I don't want us to become, like, a Wally situation where we're all just up there living, floating around in spacecrafts because we already destroyed the Earth. And, you know, this lady at my church one day said, um, she was like, God gave us the earth and we screwed it up. You really think that he wants us to go on Mars? Like, <laughs> we couldn't even get it right on this country. I mean, on this planet. So y'all want to go screw up another planet? I don't think so. 
And 12% of respondents on this poll said that space exploration is important, but not right now. It's just not imperative right now. And that's what I was getting at with the climate change. Like, we have bigger fish to fry, okay? I mean, first of all, we have immigration issues. We have climate change issues. We have poverty. We have hunger. And you want to spend your money going to space. Okay. Like we already know a lot about space and I understand there's so much more to know. First of all, why don't we explore the ocean? How about that? Why don't we don't even know what kind of stuff is going on down there. And that doesn't require shooting somebody in a rocket. I'm just saying. So keep that in mind, whoever's listening from the, the, the science and tech field. Um, I would rather us explore the ocean and I'm sure a lot of other people agree, but yeah, I just, I, I have so much more to say. Let me let me just collect my thoughts. So boom, Jeff Bezos went to space. That's how people feel about it. Now, when Jeff Bezos was getting ready to take off, he decided to also give CNN contributor Van Jones and Chef Jose Andres $100 million each. That's 100, two zeros, $100 million each. I don't necessarily know why he chose this time to do that. I don't know why he chose these two people, but um, I could just read you what CNN has to say. <laughs> Bezos said that Jones and Andres were free to do what they want, quote, with the money. They can give it all to their own charity, Bezos said at the press conference, or they can share the wealth. It is up to them. The money, Bezos said, was tied to a surprise philanthropic initiative he wanted to announce called the Courage and Civility Award. So he obviously made a big production out of this trip to space by tying his philanthropic initiative to it. I don't know if that was supposed to soften the blow of a billionaire wasting money going to space. Oh, I'm also going to give away $200 million. $200 million is like a drop in the bucket to Jeff Bezos, by the way. So I don't know wh what that was. He just said that the award aims to honor those who have demonstrated courage and tried to be a unifier in a divisive world. So that's interesting. Andres, actually, I liked what he had to say. He said, the word itself cannot feed the world on its own. <laughs> but he said, this is a start of a new chapter for us. So I'm glad somebody said it. Your little hundred million dollars is not going to save the planet when you have billions to spare, but it's a start. So while we're talking about philanthropic, um, uh, what do you want to say? Wealth distribution or whatever you want to call it. Mackenzie Scott, Jeff Bezos's ex-wife. If you want to know how to really do it, Jeff Bezos, look to your ex-wife because this woman knows a little thing or two about philanthropy. She has given... 2.7 billion to 286 organizations. That number is uh, from June, 2021. So it might be more now, but she has given 2.7 billion to 286 organizations, including universities, arts, and nonprofits. And she has in total donated about 8.5 billion. And so she's emphasizing racial justice, women's rights, and LGBTQ equality. And did you know, did you know that Mackenzie Scott, after divorcing Jeff Bezos in what, 2019, she's already remarried. 
Good for her. You better go ahead, girl. I have a feeling that I wouldn't want to marry or date Jeff Bezos either. I just have a feeling that he is as douchey as he looks. And the reason I'm bringing up his looks is because I saw a video of him recently where he had like lip fillers. I don't know what he's trying to do with his life after Amazon. I don't know, but it's not looking pretty. So if you really want to know how to, um, you know, do philanthropy, you need to look to Mackenzie Scott because she's really doing it. Um, and the last thing I want to say about Jeff Bezos, tying it back to the climate change, is that this whole Jeff Bezos thing about him going to space, this got so much media coverage. And I didn't even bother to watch it. First of all, I don't really watch the news live like that. And second of all, I don't care. I really don't care about Jeff Bezos going to space. And I don't think anybody else did. But if you did, whatever, that's cool. But a lot of people didn't give a shit. And still, the media companies covered this so much. I found a statistic from Gizmodo that said, an analysis by Media Matters found that NBC, ABC, and CBS morning shows devoted 212 minutes to Bezos' little space thing. In comparison, those same shows only spent 267 minutes covering climate change all of last year. So, in one day, they spent 212 minutes on Jeff Bezos. In one year, they spent 267 minutes on climate change. That's unacceptable. We're spending all this time talking about a billionaire going to space, and we're not talking about the important issues at hand. By the way, space travel alone creates a lot of pollution. So you just fucked up the earth yet again. And then he gonna have the nerve to say that traveling to space has opened his eyes to climate change, and he really wants to do more about it. Um, this little trip has just really opened his eyes and he said that, where's that quote? This quote just knocked me out. Polluting industries could be moved to space in order to preserve the environment on earth. Wow, Jeff Bezos, why didn't we think of that? Why didn't we think, let's take, what's that Patrick meme? Let's take all of Bikini Bottom and move it over there. Yeah, that's a great idea. Let's move all of the polluting companies, including Amazon. Amazon is like one of the top polluting companies. Matter of fact, let me look it up right now. Most polluting companies while I'm uh sitting here talking about this. Let's move all of the pollution to space. That's a great idea. Are you dumb? Ugh. I just can't with this man. So yeah, I never really cared about Jeff Bezos before. Like I didn't care about him which way or the other. But this week just put a bad taste in my mouth. This week just made me realize like this man has so much money. And I can't I can't say that it's for me because I really don't shop on Amazon like that. I, I mean, mm, let me backtrack. Let me backtrack because I do the YBO merch through Amazon. So let me shut up. But the point is, what are we going to do about it? I'm sitting here talking about it, right? What am I going to do about it? Everybody's still going to shop on Amazon. Everybody's still going to shop on Walmart. Everybody's still going to use these companies that pollute the earth. So I'm just talking out my ass. <laughs> but that's what I had to say about Jeff Bezos. Now let's move on to what else is in the news. The Olympics. Should we even be doing the Summer Olympics? I say no. I understand that it's going to cost a lot of money to cancel the Olympics again. But... I, I just I just feel like in general anybody still crying about 
oh, we had to cancel because of COVID. Deal with it. Fucking deal with it. I'm sorry, but people lost their jobs. People lost their their homes because they couldn't pay rent. People lost their lives. And you're worried about a sporting event? I understand that like a lot of money is going to be lost from media and advertising, but it's already gone. It's already gone. You're trying to make it back and you're not going to make it back because they're not going to have any spectators at the Olympics, family, friends, or otherwise. And it's just, it's not going to be the same. You're not going to make back the money you lost in 2020. So why bother? Why put all these people at risk? The Delta variant is rampant right now. And there've already been confirmed cases of COVID on the Olympics, uh, USA Olympic gymnastics team. Like, uh, come on, we're sensing a pattern here. It's the same as last year. It started out with a couple cases and then it blew up. So guess what? We're probably going to be back in the house by December and y'all need to just cut it out. Just cut it out. Like that's how money hungry our society is. Y'all want to put these Olympics on so damn bad. So for me, I'm saying we should cancel the Olympics. And then we already know about how they was coming for black people, you know, with Sha'Carri and then the swim cap. Well, now they telling one of the, um, I think it was the volleyball team or somebody, they was coming at them for not, the, the, the team didn't want to wear bikini uniforms. And they're like, no, y'all got to wear the bikini uniforms. But then a different sport, they were telling the women, y'all clothes aren't short enough. Something like that. I, I, I don't have all the information on that, but it just seems all over the place. The Olympics just seem disorganized this year. It seems scattered. And we just don't need to do it. If it's not working, if you have to force something, that goes for anything. A sporting event, a relationship, a career, you don't need to be doing it. So that's my opinion about the Olympics. But since we're talking about bikinis, we weren't really, but that's my segue. We're going to talk about the Sports Illustrated swimsuit covers. So this is also a little bright spot in this tumultuous week. Um... Sports Illustrated, you know, their swimsuit issue is a, a big deal. They've been doing that since what? How many years have they been doing this? I should have looked it up. Anywho, this year they have three cover stars. Megan the Stallion. Oh, I'm sorry. I clicked on a video. I hope y'all didn't hear that play. It was the Sports Illustrated video. They had a hot little sizzler video. And the cover stars are Megan the Stallion, Naomi Osaka, and Lena Bloom. Megan the Stallion... You already know what it is. I'm a big Meg fan. I already talk about her enough on this podcast. But um, I will say they had Tyra Banks doing the interviews. And for Megan's interview, they were in a hot tub. I don't know why. I don't know who chose that. They should have been on the beach or something. I don't know why they were in a hot tub. And people were coming for Tyra on social media because she was fully clothed. <laughs> she was fully clothed in the hot tub. Maybe she had on like a one piece. I don't know. But the swimsuit had long sleeves. So she was like fully clothed, full makeup in the hot tub with Megan. That just seemed off to me. But Naomi Osaka, also cover star. I'm really happy for her. This podcast is also kind of turning into a Naomi Osaka stand account because I'm just so happy to see her really come into her own and make her own choices. And let's be honest, Naomi is not, you know, the traditional swimsuit model. She's not you know, full figured or voluptuous or anything like that, but she's so beautiful. And I'm so, so happy to see her just really branching out. And that brings me to her docu-series on Netflix that just came out last week. I have not gotten a chance to watch it, but I heard that the documentary does really talk about the mental health and why she decided to drop out of Wimbledon and the French Open. So definitely check out that Naomi Osaka docu-series on Netflix. 
And um, I'm just so happy for her. She's got the new Barbie, Barbie role model doll. She's doing great things. And then finally, the third swimsuit model, Lena Bloom. She's an actress and model, and she is the first trans person to appear on the Sports Illustrated swimsuit cover. That is so awesome. This year, it has its highs and its lows. You know, the LGBT community, just like the black community, just like any other affinity group. Sometimes you have a win, sometimes you have a loss. But this week, they definitely had a win with Lena Bloom being the first trans person to appear on the cover. And she said, I dedicate this cover to all ballroom femme queens, past, present, and future. Many girls like us don't have the chance to live our dreams or to live long at all. I hope my cover empowers those who are struggling to be seen, feel valued. Wow. Ugh. I just love it. I just love it. I just love the representation. I just love female empowerment because a lot of people might say oh sports illustrated swimsuit this is outdated why are we still doing this why are we still showing off women's bodies i don't care i love it i want to see their bodies i want to see that femininity and i'm just so so happy that a trans person is on the cover so that was awesome and now kind of related to sports not really ish let's segue to the nba finals all right the bucks First of all, y'all know this is not a sports podcast, but I do pay attention to sports here and there, and I will be announcing that the Bucks defeated the Phoenix Suns 108-95 in Game 6 of the NBA Finals. This was their first NBA Finals championship win in 50 years, and it's the first championship win for 26-year-old Giannis Antetokounmpo. I don't know how to say his last name, but y'all know who Giannis is by now, the gr Greek freak, whatever he calls himself. He has won his first championship, and what this finals and, and this whole playoff season really showed me was it's time for the newcomers. The newcomers are stepping up, and, uh, you know, the oldies are kind of phasing, not phasing out, but it's time for the young people to shine, you know? Because um, my mom, my mom don't know nothing about sports. She know less than me. My mom was like, oh, the finals are going on. Is LeBron in it? I said, no, mom, LeBron is not in it. <laughs> And she said, oh, so who's in it? Who would I know? And I said, honestly, you might not even know who these people are. You might not know who plays for the Bucks. You might not know who plays for the Phoenix. But um, it was just interesting to tell my 51-year-old mother, like, yeah, Steph Curry's not in it, and LeBron's not in it. The only people you probably know by name did not make the finals this year. And that really goes to show that some newcomers are stepping up to the plate. And that's why LeBron is doing movies now. LeBron has to retire one day. CP3 is not retiring. He said he doesn't he, he doesn't care about the loss and he's ready to go well he didn't say he doesn't care about the loss but he said uh he's not taking a break and he's just gonna keep training for next season so he I think is 36 he doesn't plan on retiring but LeBron has other ventures look at Space Jam a new legacy let's talk about that for a second I did not watch it yet I definitely do want to watch it because Space Jam is just classic it's a nostalgic part of our lives but I heard some people were complaining about the movie why why are you complaining about this cute little children's movie? First of all, you have to realize everybody's like, oh, this movie is made for the 20-somethings that grew up on Space Jam. No, it's not. They're not trying to. Yeah, they might hint at, a, a, you know, a couple nostalgic things. And, you know, it's not for you, though. It's for children. This movie is for children. So why are y'all mad at LeBron? Anybody who's calling the movie corny, you should have expected that. It's LeBron with cartoons. You should have expected that. And we have to think about the fact that Space Jam A New Legacy is basically a big-ass 
promotion for Warner Brothers. Yes, of course, it's just going to be a, a big-ass ad for Warner Brothers. If you think about the original Space Jam, it was a big ad for Nike. So y'all can't be mad. Y'all can't hate on the man. It's still going to make hella money, so y'all can't be mad. But yeah, basketball, I just feel like it's time for the newcomers to shine, and um, I'm looking forward to it. And I, I, I think really in all sports, really, when you think about uh, football and Patrick Mahomes, like the young people are stepping up and it's their time. And one day we might be calling Giannis one of the greats next to LeBron and Michael Jordan. So you never know. Well, we do know. We see how it's going. We see how he won. Um, so, yeah, that was very interesting. But the most important part of the finals that everybody was talking about, not the most important, but definitely a big deal, was uh, this Kanye situation. So let me break it down on NBA Finals, which ended up being the last game. Congrats again to the Bucks, And I see a commercial. And it starts out with, you know, the feet uh, getting ready to run on the track, track and field. And I could tell it was Sha'Carri with the hair and the nails. And shout out to Sha'Carri. I told y'all her career was not over. That girl is far from over. So Olympics, getting canceled, whatever. I mean, getting disqualified from the Olympics, that ain't nothing, sweetheart. Look at her still getting brand deals, still working with Beats by Dre, Kanye. And so that's what the commercial was for. The commercial was a Beats by Dre commercial featuring a new song from Kanye West called No Child Left Behind. And as it turns out, this was Kanye's big premiere, his way of letting us know that his 10th studio album, his 10th solo studio album, Donda, will finally be dropping on Friday, July 23rd. I know that he previewed this, like he kept talking about Donda like years ago, but it's now finally happening. We finally have a release date. Def Jam tweeted it, so he has no choice but to release this album. And so let me just read y'all what uh, Def Jam had to say. Kanye West released Donda on July 23rd, 10th solo studio album via Good Music slash Def Jam Records. Kanye West revealed the July 23rd release of his 10th studio album, Donda, tonight during Game 6 of the NBA Finals in a new Apple spot featuring Shakari Richardson. Scored and edited by West, the spot features No Child Left Behind, a brand new song from the forthcoming Donda. Donda will make its global premiere on Thursday at a sold-out listening event at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Didn't know that was happening. Kanye working, huh? And the event is being live-streamed globally via Apple. Donda follows Kanye West's 2019 album, Jesus is King, which won a Grammy for Best Contemporary Christian Album and made history with number one debuts on the rap album, gospel album, and Billboard 200 charts, surpassing the Beatles and once again tying Eminem for the most consecutive number one album debuts in chart history with nine. So needless to say, people are hyped that Kanye is dropping again and this man is truly talented. This man is talented. I am on the fence. The reason I'm on the fence is because I've had a shaky, a rocky relationship with Kanye West these past couple years. And it's not like he even knows me. It's not like he cares what Christina Royster thinks about him. But it's young, black, and opinionated, and I'm going to give you my opinion. For me, personally, I've, I, was, I was a Kanye fan just this week, actually. Where's my phone at? Let me grab my phone. Just this week, I don't know why my phone was on the floor, but I had to. If you're watching on YouTube... I just had to drop down and pick up my phone. Just this week, I saw this on Twitter. Pigeons and Planes tweeted, 10 years ago today, Funk Flex premiered Jay-Z and Kanye West Otis on Hot 97. It took him 22 minutes to complete the 2 minute and 58 second song. 
he dropped 63 bombs during the premiere and he restarted the track 25 times. So we all know that Kanye is a genius. Kanye is so talented. And so obviously I used to be a Kanye fan and I respect him as an artist and a producer and uh, the musical genius that he is. However, in recent years, it really started with the, with the Kim stuff. Once he married Kim, he just went off the rails. Here's a man supporting Trump when a decade ago you were saying George Bush doesn't care about black people. No, you don't care about black people, Kanye. That's how I really felt with the whole slavery was a choice thing. And we have to consider, you know, is Kanye just crazy and just really believes this stuff? Or does he really have a mental health issue? And I think it is the latter. I have definitely uh, given Kanye a little more grace recently, realizing the importance of mental health and realizing that it probably is a mental health issue with the outlandish things he's said in the media. Just the way his tweets are always so disoriented and scatterbrained. It truly makes me believe that he does have a mental illness. And it wouldn't be out of pocket because we know that people like Einstein and Beethoven, they had their developmental issues as well, ADD, ADHD. So I wouldn't put it past him. However, I'm on the fence because how much of that, how much of those comments can we blame on mental illness and how much does he truly believe? And then there's the whole Christian thing. I just read to you all that Kanye won a Grammy for best contemporary Christian album. I don't really know how I feel about that because I told y'all I'm a Christian. Everybody knows I'm a Christian. If you are new to the podcast, hi, my name is Christina and I'm a Christian. And I take that seriously. Now, granted, I'm not a saint, you know, I, I drink and I do X, Y, and Z, but I don't know how I feel about somebody winning a Grammy off a Christian album when that's not really your brand. I guess people switch lanes all the time and what's what's pop, what's what's hip hop, what's rap? Lil Baby is doing songs with Kirk Franklin, so who am I to judge? But I don't know. It just felt when Kanye did his whole religious thing and his Sunday service thing, it felt very performative to me. And I don't like that. I, as a Christian, I don't really like that. I take God seriously. So you're just capitalizing off of religion. And we all know that there are desperate people out there who need something to cling to. And most of the time it is religion. And so to tie Kanye into that, I don't know how I feel about that. That's why I said I'm on the fence. Like, I, I feel like based off of this single, No Child Left Behind, I liked the song. And when I watched that commercial, I didn't know that it was Kanye. I didn't know that it was this big Kanye release until I looked it up later. So I am looking forward to Donna actually based off of this song. However, uh, Kanye's Christian albums, I have not listened to any of that. I have never watched a, a Sunday service in my life. It's just not really my cup of tea. And I'm hoping that Donda will get us back to Kanye BC. And what I mean by that is Kanye before crazy. I didn't coin that actually. I heard somebody else say that before. But Kanye before crazy. Let's get back to who you really are. You're out of the cult now. Because the Kardashians, I feel like that is kind of a camp. I feel like that is kind of a cult. <laughs> where they take people and they never give them back. You made it out. And now what are you going to do with this opportunity, Kanye? I mean, 
that leads me to my next point that I want to talk about. Um, this Lil Nas X single produced by Kanye. So we see that you're working. We see that you're doing exciting new things, Kanye. And I want to say welcome back and I'm excited to have you back, but I'm just not sure yet. So let me listen to Donda and I'll get back to you. Okay. <laughs> Dropping the same day as Kanye, July 23rd, is called Industry Baby featuring Jack Harlow. And Jack Harlow has grown on me, y'all. At first I was like, ugh, white rapper. But nah, Jack Harlow is actually pretty good and he's grown on me. And Lil Nas X, I just loved how he rolled out the video. He did a whole trailer um, on Twitter, basically poking fun at number one, him, him being gay, and number two, him, um, in this court case. He's in a very real, very serious court case against Nike over those Satan shoes. Those Satan shoes came back to bite you, Lil Nas X. That was a stupid idea. But um, yeah, new single by Lil Nas X. And I just really thought that the trailer was clever and funny. Make sure y'all go watch that. And yeah, that's all for this episode of YBO. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Give me a five-star rating if you like what you hear. You can follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook at the YBO Podcast. And this episode will also be available as a YouTube video. Bye.